everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK podcast. My name is Prabhat, founder at Online Seller UK. And today we've got a really, really interesting topic, and it's to do with Amazon Vendor Central. And we'll be talking about operational challenges. Um, I'm joined by Bruno from Blue Dot e-commerce. And generally, I got to say, you know, we were talking earlier, so there is very less information about Vendor Central out there. And, uh, and, and today's discussion, I'm sure, will help um, vendor sellers to uh, sort out their operational challenges. So uh, without further ado, welcome to our podcast, Bruno. Thank you, Prabhat. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So I think it's good for you to introduce yourself, your company and what you do, and we'll dive into the topic. Yes, I started my journey directly on e-commerce with Amazon Vendor eight years ago. Uh, at the time, it was a, a huge challenge for me. I was coming from wholesale sales, not e-commerce related. It was a huge challenge that I engaged with, with the company that worked, that I worked. Um, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of challenges at some point. So I started at the time in 2016 to manage five different accounts with the PEN-EU, Amazon vendor. And when I left the company five and a half years later, I left them with 13 uh, vendor central accounts spread all, all over the world. Um, then I moved to a different company that invited me to start they got invited to be a vendor and they hired me to set up all the processes and then after that experience pushed by some friends even from the amazon side that were help that i was helping they um they pushed me to to try to go and think how i could help vendors with my experience so that was made last year with Blue Dot. We we are doing a lot of amazing things. So what we do is focus 100% on the operation side of being a vendor. There's a lot of compliances and manuals. So I work internally with vendors. We do everything end to end. We can set up the accounts. We train the cross-functional team too. That means that usually companies they 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 start making, in my opinion, an error. Usually they get invited to supply Amazon vendor. They are very proud. And they sometimes go with the idea that whatever team I have, I have an online team, they do eBay, they do seller, they can do vendor. They can't. Sometimes we need a proper training and that's where the challenges start. So they need a proper training from sales, finance and logistics. I'll give you the example on finances with Amazon vendor. It's such a complex world. It will be so easy if Amazon will just simply pay our invoices and whatever debit notes they have, we will repay them back. Amazon didn't make it easy. So the way they do it, they make deductions on payments. Consider this example. If you have 60 days pay payment terms, you invoice today, you will receive 60 days from now. This usually, this example usually happens when you start supplying Amazon. So during 60 days, you receive POs, you keep fulfilling, and you need to wait 60 days to get that payment back. And then vendors, when they start, they're always very surprised. It's very negative for them. I, I've encountered some of my clients when they reach to me, they're very unhappy. So 60 days later, they're expecting 
10,000 pounds payment and then they receive 3,000. And why is that? Well, because Amazon went to that payment and deducted to start two months of the rebates of those co-op agreements. They can be in the form of a chargeback, um, damage, not chargeback, sorry, damage allowance or return allowance. And then there's the chargebacks. Usually they don't happen because you have a, a grace period, but then there's the shortage claims. So you were expecting those 10,000 pounds and in your bank account, there's only 3,000. And if you don't have someone in account on that finance team with the proper training to get the trace back, what are they paying and what are they deducting? It's really complex because in your bank account, you will only see a payment number. They don't even tell you what country it is. If you don't have this training to where to start, what to do, what to dispute, it gets really hard. Yeah, absolutely. I think that goes down to uh, the, t the topic I was talking about, that how do we get that sort of right talent in the team? Because it looks like you've got to have that right talent. If not, we'll be, you know, uh, it may not be even successful vendor account. You won't. And, and, and with Amazon, Amazon has different KPIs to measure a vendor. Confirmation, confirmation rate is one of those KPIs. It's very important. Confirmation rate is the number of units you get requested on a PO versus the number of units that you accept and actually dispatch. So if you, if you consider that even if you have experience on online, Amazon vendor is very specific. So yes, it starts with the talent. If, if, if a client of mine asks me for advice, if they are hiring, I don't mind if that person doesn't come to us with no online experience. It might sometimes be a positive because if you think that someone with online experience might get some confusion with different channels when it gets to vendor or gets that frustration saying, this is super complex because you have an experience on a different online channel. So sometimes I, I tell my clients, look, let's just consider someone with different skills. And what are those skills? First of all, for a salesperson and the salesperson for the Amazon cross-functional team is that main point of contact. For me, those skills need to be strong data analytics. First of all, data manipulation, because these days it's all about data, measuring it. Amazon expects from a vendor to take care of their business and also Amazon business. You are responsible to maintain, maintain between quotation marks, Amazon net PPM. And there are different ways to do that. And with the proper training, people will do it. They will know what to measure. I, I, I've trained people that have experience with Vendor Central, but they have no concept about where to get this data, where to get this report, and what can I do with this data? What insights can I get from it? So I will start with that skills. After that, hands on the job. It needs to be someone that can work by himself. It, can, it needs to be someone with experience not managing people, but since it will be the main point of contact of that cross-functional team, that person needs to have a strong personality to ask for different things. I'll give now the example of logistics. From my experience, logistics is always that part 
that shows a bit more resistance when starting supply vendor. And why is that? Because they are used to do things in certain way and they've been doing it for years, but then you, you go to Amazon vendor and that label needs to be in the box here or in the pallet there. And we need to tell Amazon uh, what's inside each box. We need to submit an ASN. We need to print all the labels. And they usually, from my experience, and I love that challenge logistically, they show a bit more resistance. So that's another skill for the main point of contact from sales to have that ability to bring people on board, to show them why do we need to do this different? It's for the greater good of the company. So those are the skills to start when hiring. Okay, no, excellent. So, um, so I believe when we are forming a team, um, there will be different, like you mentioned, there's cross-function, there are different functions there. Um, perhaps we need to talk about uh, some of the procedure or SOPs. So do you have any comments on that? Yes, well, SOPs getting back to the, to the operations, of course that any company majority of the times or all the times is already doing business. It's usually brands, Amazon changed once again, the way they are considering vendors. So they want to be closer with brands and manufacturers. So they already have their supply chains for their other customers set up, right? But then some, some challenges can start from that concept. So strong SOPs for me to Amazon need to be bespoke. It needs, when I start working with a new client and we go to, to review the operational side, the supply chain, I always start to measuring if it's not a new vendor to measure the past. And we get great insights from data through the web interface, the vendor web interface. And we start there. As an example, if I see high chargebacks for on-time compliance, I know that I need to review with my carrier what's going on. And usually what's going on is that probably we're not using a preferred carrier. Amazon has a group of preferred carriers, but we need to be aware that those preferred carrier list changes country by country. So if we start with a big name carrier, it might not be a preferred carrier to Germany, but it is to Italy. So we need to review this country by country, despite being the global view of Amazon Pan EU, we need to review all of these concepts. And then we need to train the operations tool. I'm talking about even to the level of pick and pack in the warehouse. Amazon is very specific how they want to receive the goods in their fulfillment centers. Mm -hmm. If you need, if you have pre preparation requirements for you for the um, items you're selling to Amazon, you need to be aware of that. You need to consult the manual. If not, you will receive a chargeback. For me, and probably this is sometimes something that doesn't go well with some people, but for me, chargebacks are actually lessened. It's actually Amazon telling us, you're doing this wrong, please fix it. And I think they are fair they give you 60 days of a waiving period when you start so that you can learn all of, all of those lessons. After that waiving period, you will only receive a chargeback, the same chargeback, if you deliver to the same fulfillment center in a 90 days period. So think about this. I made an error, a prep requirement error or whatever to fulfillment center, BCN2 in Spain, as an example. 
If I don't do that same error during 90 days, but I do that after 92 days, I won't receive a chargeback. It will be waived. But if I receive that in the 60 days, then I will. I think it's a fair game, let's call it like that, that Amazon is playing. But from my experience, vendors get super frustrated. So the way I see chargebacks are actually a guidance for us to align our operations internally. And it's sometimes it's a challenge, but it's all there. If you can read the data and you know all the compliances, we can fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks for talking us through about chargebacks and so on. I agree, like you said. It's a sort of a warning um, to fix yeah. the fixed operations. So let's uh, go on to talking about the if they if somebody's wanting to set up the vendor center account in the EU. So if you if you want to talk us through some of the things that uh, the a vendor needs to uh, start thinking or plan that way while they are setting up, that'll be really helpful. Yes. Well, it starts where are they based. After Brexit, that's the huge difference. If you are a vendor based in the UK and you're starting with PAN-EU, with the rest of the, the group of PAN-EU, then you need to legally go and check. I'm talking about importer on record number for each country. Amazon only receives on PAN-EU DVP, delivery duty paid. Then you need to start considering your supply chain. Once again, Usually, you already have customers or partners in all of those countries. It might not be a fit. We need to review it. So it starts to review that supply chain too. And then, as you go, just keep, keep reviewing that data because Amazon will always keep feeding back to you if there's any issues, if there's any error. It's very important also when you start and, and that happens a lot. When you are supplying one or two countries and then Amazon pushes you to go full PAN-EU, you need to have a close relationship with your vendor too, specifically maybe 60, 90 days in the beginning. If you don't have it, you can still do it. And that's what I do. I help people and my clients to be as much as possible dependent on the vendor manager because with, with a proper full training, you will avoid a lot of the things that vendors think that sometimes only the vendor can sort. It's not. If you know how to do it, you can do it yourself. And there's a lot of things, a lot of details that you think probably that only the vendor manager can help, but they want. After reviewing the, that supply chain, keep monitoring it. Just go with your team, do a weekly review, get your cross-functional team in a table for the first 60, 90 days, once a week, What's going on? Get the logistic people feedback to you. Okay, I have these chargebacks. Logistic team, can you help me? Review the payments once they start. Finance team, please help me out here. I can see that there's um, some deductions from shortage claims. Let's build an SOP for the dispute process. And we need the help of the logistics team because we need to be in close contact with our carrier to get the, the documents that we need. And Rabat, if you get invited to go full PAN-EU, get, get the proper training, get your SOPs internally and everything will be okay. Yeah, I think uh, there has been some sort of influx of invitation after they closed their relationship with the distributor. I, you might have yeah. seen that uh, lately. So yeah. 
it's like you said, super important to get um, get yourself trained on that. So thank you, Bruno, for for talking to us today. Thank I you. think it's it's really been insightful. So for those who don't know uh, about Amorface UK, it's happening in a few weeks' time in Brighton. That's sixth of October, and Bruno, and as Bruno said, the fantastic four team with Martin, <laughs> Matt, uh, and James will be there, and um, yeah, there will be all the information shared. So if you are a vendor account, we, you know, if you are experienced, you know, you'll gain a lot of insight from from Bruno and and other uh, vendor specialists there. And come and see us then. And um, Bruno, before we close, uh, do you want to talk us through if somebody wants to talk to you and and a book a one to one? Where is the best place to find you? So the best pl place to find at the moment is through my email, Bruno at blue.ecommerce.com. I am still a bit delay on my webpage. Things have grown very, very fast. So um, just drop me an email, Bruno at blue.ecommerce.com. And that's the quickest way. Absolutely. Thank you very much again, Bruno, for your time. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.